may be lazy, I may be fat, I don't do laps, and I do not chat, I may be selfish, yeah, and all of that, but the one thing I'm not is a scaredy cat. I may be bossy, I may lack grace, I don't do sit-ups to trim my waist, I may be thoughtless, yeah, and all of that, but the one thing I'm not is a scaredy cat. I don't have charm or much pizzazz. I don't chase mice and all that jazz. I may be sassy, yes, and all of that. But the one thing I'm not, yeah, the one thing I'm not, I say the one thing I'm not is a scaredy. Hello, welcome to episode one of Simbeef's 31 Days of Shocktober. See that bad pun there, people? Uh, I am with tonight. Uh, I do this small, short episode. It'll be a series of short episodes with my friend, the wild man Willis. How you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. I can't complain at all. <laughs> Great. Uh, the movie we, we first we, we first watched for this is uh, a little TV film from the early 70s called The Horror at 37,000 Feet. Uh, it features some people that you might know uh, in the chat, uh, with, a, with a William Shatner wearing a really bad rug in this movie, which is delightful. Uh, who else we got? We got Chuck Connors, the rifleman, playing a pilot in this movie. We we got uh, Jed Clampett himself, and Mr. Buddy Ebsen, <laughs> <laughs> playing a drunk. I guess he owns he owns some airlines and shit. I forget what his role is. He's he's one of the passengers on the plane who happens to know all about the the, the airline business. I guess. In a series of other folks, you got you got Takei, you got George Takei with tits because a female this time around. You got uh, <laughs> oh, you got so many people that I don't recognize that a lot of folks might recognize. But uh, you forgot about Paul Winfield. Paul Winfield, I forgot. I forget Paul Winfield with his crazy accent in this movie. <laughs> they needed a doctor on the play that they, Paul Winfield was it. Oh my God! So the the brief crazy plot of this movie is ten or twelve people would go aboard a cargo plane. And uh, on the cargo plane, some of the said cargo is something like an altar that was taken from some ruins. They find out that it was like druid related. And of course, when they get up in the sky, they get cursed by crazy tailwinds. They don't know why. It gets really cold. They don't know why. But it turns out this is a druid altar that was used in some, some rituals. And since it was taken from its his, his proper resting place, it is terrorizing everyone on this plane. Wild Man Willis, what did you think about this film, sir? And you want to know what happened to that particular structure? Huh. It ended up in the Silver Shamrock Corporation. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> this movie was hilarious. It was short because it was an old school TV movie, so it didn't last but no more than about an hour and 15 minutes, if that. And it was hilarious. William Shatner with his overacting. Oh, yeah, you hear the monologues in there talking about the great cosmos and the ancient ruins. And, you know, oh, God, there were so many of them. Right. And I was just waiting for somebody to come down the steps and say, Jed, Jed, come quick, Jed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh yeah, the 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 faces that you recognize in this movie, especially those are three two three pretty big TV icons, and they uh, blasted them into this movie. <clears throat> they premiered on in, on CBS. I think you'd pick the the major network. They premiered on, and uh, I think the great the, one of the great things about this movie is if if you love those disaster movies from the seventies, this is like three rolled into one. Yeah, because you have you know Crisis on the Airplane. Uh, one of the, the 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 problem I have with this movie is it's so silly because the only power that this altar has is to make things extremely cold and freeze people to death and to create this green ooze in, in which I call druidges. <laughs> it uh, it didn't do much else besides like bust a hole through the bottom of the floor and then kills the most with the coldness. So essentially, this is air, this is airport uh, mixed with day after tomorrow. Mixed with some real supernatural shit that you plan on to play. And Karen Black was missing from this movie. I think she would have been perfect for this movie, just to throw in here. Right. <laughs> Which will you right, Karen Black. And one of the couple, probably one or two of the later movies that we're going to deal for this uh, for this list for for the 31 Days of October. Uh, what were some some scenes? I got some great scenes that stood out in this this extremely short, very worth your time film. I was dying laughing because I thought they was going to sacrifice the little girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was wacky. What it was even wackier was the damn thing with her damn doll. I know, right? <laughs> There's a point in this film, and uh, <laughs> for the other side, because of course one of the paths of the plane is uh, descendant of these druid people. This happens to be, of course, and uh, <clears throat> they take some of her hair and take the little girl's doll and try to make some kind of voodoo doll of sorts. Yeah, what they was trying to do, they was trying to um, make it seem like they was going to sacrifice the girl. That's why they was putting her clothes and stuff on it. They was trying to trick the demon to thinking it was the little girl. Uh, the demon did not uh, think this was very funny because it melted the doll and all you saw was the druidges, which I mentioned earlier, coming out of the doll's eyes and mouth. And <laughs> me and Willis were messaging back and forth when I was watching it. I was like, if this doll gets simple and starts walking around and lose my shit, and it didn't, <laughs> it didn't happen, but you know, it would have been so perfect if it did. Right, I, that would have been the end all to be all. It would have ha- had me dying laughing if it was trying to attack the rifle man. <laughs> Anything else you liked about this film, sir? Any, any other key scenes? Uh, my other key scene was William Shatner at the end dying. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the look on his face and the way his um damn toupee almost flew off oh, his head was hilarious. The toupee was the star of this film. It's, it's it's notorious, especially for this film, the, the list of Shatner's toupees, because this one did not match his head at all. No. Nope. <laughs> I was just waiting when... Oh, yeah, one other person you forgot who was in the movie. Who's that? The professor! Yes, yes, he was, yes. And he was the first one to damn die. He was the first one to die, getting, getting frozen in the goddamn cargo hold. I was like, man, they killed off the professor. I was hoping that dog was going to do something nasty, but, you know, you didn't get that because by the time they got down there, the freaking the German Shepherd was frozen, you know. <laughs> I was laughing about that one, too. He was a popsicle, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah, but this film is, is uh, you, you mentioned Shatner's, uh, Shatner not making it. As a, it's, a spo- it's a spoiler. He does not make it in this movie. He's he's your Reverend Scott in the Poseidon Adventure in this movie. He's a sacrificial lamb, if you will. But the way... <laughs> Just picture you picture Jimmy Stewart in Vertigo, those scenes where he's like spinning in the thing because he's afraid of heights, you know. 
Just picture that, and that's how William Shatner falls out of this airplane. <laughs> and it's, it's hilarious to watch because it looks so fucking bad. <laughs> bad ain't the word. But it was it was fucking funny to have Shatner just getting shit faced through this whole movie, and he's just as stable as he possibly could be. But he just keeps on drinking that fucking booze. He drunk from the time he was on the plane until the time he flew out the plane. Oh. <laughs> no, this this film is it's it's in full YouTube for you guys to watch. A really really nice looking copy of it. So if you like disaster movies, you like you know, wacky horror films, you, you like women speaking in tongues, <laughs> I I can't recommend it enough for, for people to, to see the horror 37,000 feet. It was uh it was that damn good, I think. Especially the girls with the airplane students. Oh, those, those sexy students. They weren't wearing much anything, were they, Willis? Nope, they sure wasn't. <laughs> you knew this was the early 70s, you know. They call them flight attendants now, but they call them stewardesses back in this day. They they, they weren't wearing much in this movie. Nope. Oh, boy. But uh, Willis, we'll break it down to ratings now in this very short episode. One through ten, what do you give the horror at 37,000 feet? At eight, because it was so fun. Oh, yeah, I'm right up there with you, man. It, this is a high recommend, a great high note to start on, in my opinion. With uh, eight as well, for, from your, your, your host here, Mr. Gary. And, uh... And uh, we'll see y'all next time for uh, episode two, where we're going to cover the 90s VHS classic. Well, I, I, I stress the word classic and Blood Salvage. See you guys next time.